Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We move on today in Romans chapter 8 to verse 18. In the past few verses of this chapter, Paul has spoken to us concerning the new nature of man. But now, as we come to verse 18, we are introduced to a new division in this eighth chapter of Romans. Not only are the bodies of believers to be redeemed, But we're going to find out that this entire physical universe, this earth on which you and I live, is to be redeemed. That is the purpose of God. In fact, we're trading in this old earth for a new earth, a new model, brand new, where there will be no sin. Now, we concluded our previous study with verse 17, where Paul states the following, And once we are his children, we will share his treasure. For all God gives to his Son, Jesus, is now ours too. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Now, we move on to verse 18, and Paul continues as follows. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will give us later.
The sufferings of this present time are the common lot of all believers. Paul himself went through great sufferings, much more than most of us. And yet he states that this present suffering is nothing compared to the glory that will be ours later. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Ever since New Testament times, believers in and followers of Christ have needed to endure persecution and trials and sufferings because of their faith. Perhaps that's true of most of you who are listening to this broadcast or to these cassettes. It may be that you need a word of encouragement today. I want you to hear Paul's words to these Romans. Here is verse 18 of chapter 8. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I read this verse early this morning, sitting by myself at a table in the cafe. It was hard to hold back the tears as I thought of it. I hope I can share this verse effectively with you. Let me try. Paul has just told us who believe in Jesus Christ that since we have been adopted into the family of God, we are joint heirs with his Son, Jesus Christ. Heirs share equitably. While we will share in Christ's glory, we must also share in his sufferings. That's a part of the package. Sharing in Christ's glory requires sharing in this life in his sufferings. Christ suffered before he entered glory. Followers of his are called upon to do the same. Why? Why is it necessary for the followers of Jesus to suffer? The Bible doesn't answer that fully. There seems to be a mystery about that. Now let's think around a few specific points. Number one, the present for the Christian is a time of suffering. Anyone who reads the history of the Church of Jesus Christ or anyone who has a personal relationship with him knows that. Now you say, but I'm not suffering. Maybe so. But I wonder if in the light of glory, many even minor adverse experiences here below won't be regarded as suffering. I say in the light of glory. No one enjoys suffering for any cause or reason. And I'm not suggesting that as Christians we should go out looking for it, but on the other hand, perhaps we should take less pains to avoid it. Moses actually chose suffering over ease and pleasure. It seems to me that when we strive for too much prosperity and ease and absence of suffering, that we miscalculate the times. We're trying for the future in the present. We're reaching for the next age that isn't here yet. We confuse the present with the future. This present isn't the promised rest that hasn't come yet. Well, whatever the suffering, that suffering is limited to the present, and the present is temporary. Not only is it temporary, but the present is brief in the light of eternity. The brevity of the present is sometimes presented by Bible writers as a flower. It grows for a short time. Or as a shadow. Or as a vapor. Suffering is limited to the brief present. Point number two, the future. 
What is the relation of suffering to the future? The future is called glory. Evidently, the next dimension for the Christian will be glory because we'll be with Christ and we'll be like Christ. That will be glory. Now Paul writes that the sufferings of the present are not worth being compared to the glory, to our future. What are the differences between present suffering and future glory? Well, there is a difference in intensity. In the light of what you and I will experience in glory, the intensity of the trials and sufferings here is insignificant. The glory will be indescribably great. In comparison, our sufferings, no matter how intense, are really insignificant. Paul talked about his troubles and his sufferings as light in 2 Corinthians 4. Not only intensity, there is also the matter of duration. No matter how long we live here, over there we'll live forever. Suffering is for a time. Glory is for eternity. Paul talked about his years of troubles and suffering as momentary. Light and momentary is how Paul described his sufferings and heartache. To the Corinthians, Paul wrote that the present troubles are far outweighed by the future glories. To put it simply, for each trouble here, there will be innumerable glories for us there. It's not one for one, it's one for many. So our suffering here, no matter how intense and how long, in the light of eternity, it is light and momentary. But, it is indispensable for the future glory. Believe me or believe God, the future will be worth every adverse experience of the present. Trust Him. All my dreams were shattered and all that mattered was gone on the winds of sorrow. Everything I had planned swept out of my hand And I saw no hope for tomorrow With my heart near to breaking I cried, Lord, I can't make it By myself, I just can't carry on And with the storm at its darkest came the word
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.